Please be advised, nothing in this podcast should be taken as therapy, medical care, or mental health care advice. Topics discussed by the host and guests reflect their own personal experiences and are not intended to replace the services of medical or mental health professionals. And please know, if you are having any thoughts of self-harm or taking your own life, please call or text 988. Help is available 24-7. I'm Rick Schwartz, life coach, public speaker, and all-around curious guy. My curiosity, my life, and the lives of the many people I have worked with have taught me time and time again that there are challenges to overcome and successes to celebrate. You're listening to We All Have Something, a podcast about the human experience, a podcast about celebrating our authentic self. So let's get started. Welcome to episode 18 of We All Have Something, and I'm just going to start off with, I guess, what I usually do. Thank you. (laughs) The episodes have just been skyrocketing. We are reaching a global audience. I've got listeners in Australia. I've got listeners in Europe, listeners in Africa, listeners in Southeast Asia, all across North America and South America. This is really exciting, and I can't thank you all enough for your support with this podcast. This podcast is something I'm very passionate about. I love delivering useful information, and now this season with interviewing people, we are sharing insights and tips from other people's experiences and knowledge as well. If this podcast has offered you anything special at any time, I ask that you just take a moment to write a review or give it some stars wherever you listen to this podcast, because this actually helps bump it up in the algorithm and delivers it then to the home screen of those who might be searching for similar content that's going to be useful and meaningful for them. So again, and for those who have, my goodness, thank you for doing that. We've already gotten a lot of reviews and stars on many of the different platforms where the podcast is available to be listened to. So thank Thank you for that. I greatly appreciate it. With that, we're jumping right into this episode. Uh, This one I'm pretty excited about. It's kind of funny. I had planned, I had outlined uh, several shows, and this one's going to come out in sort of mid-July, I think the 12th of July, if I'm not mistaken. But like all of the episodes, it will be something that you can listen to whenever. You know, it's going to be appropriate information that'll be thoughtful and useful. So here we go. This episode is about halftime. Now, hold on, before (laughs) before years ago, wait a minute, I don't listen to sports, I don't watch sports. This is halftime for the year. About a week ago, a week and a few days ago from when this episode came out, it's around July 2nd, July 3rd, we hit the halfway point of this year. That's day 182.5. That's the halfway mark of any year. Well, I shouldn't say that. That's the halfway mark of any year with 365 days. Of course, there's leap years, which kind of change things up sometimes. But either way, around that window in July is our half time of the year. I bring this up because this is important to me, and as a coach, as someone who works with people and has people come to me who are looking to improve things in their life, whether it's to strike more balance in their life or just achieve the things they've always wanted to achieve but kind of keep putting it off or have gotten to the point where they're just putting work before everything else or their family before everything else and their own personal things have kind of gone to the side. This is important. Because when we look at the halftime of the year, it's a perfect time for us to reassess what had we intended to do this year? What did we set for ourselves as our goals in January or the end of December, depending upon when you do it? And how are you doing with that? Where are you at the halftime here? And then, of course, what do you want to do with the next half of the year? And of of course, I'm going to recognize you might be listening to this in August or September, and that's okay. You might be listening to this somewhere else in the year or even a year later because these episodes do get picked up and people start listening to them other times of the year. But for right now, this thought is, is where I want to start, is how we treat the middle of the year. 
And in all honesty, you can do this little brain exercise we're going to talk about anytime. You can do it anytime you want, but this is just a prominent time to, to put it out there. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into sort of the halftime of the year and how do we work with that. To begin with, the way I work things in my life and work with my clients is we do a lot of goal setting and talking about what are the things we want to do and then what are the steps we need to go through to accomplish it. We might have a singular goal of doing one thing and then realize so as we talk it through, there are several steps to it. And there might be other smaller goals, what I call stair-step goals, that work that, okay, we need to get that one goal first before we can move on to the next goal that eventually feed into the big goal that you want to do. There are other times where the goals aren't that big, where it is a single goal that, hey, I want to run a half marathon in, uh, in three months from now. And so we start to talk about being realistic with the schedule. How's that going to work? What do you have to do each week then to work towards that? So on and so forth. So these goals can be, of course, anywhere from a month away to a year away to three years away and anywhere in between. The point of this, though, the point of this halftime exercise is to reflect back on what did we do? What goals did we set? What intentions did we set? What do we want to do with this year? What were we, our expectations of this year? Maybe you haven't sat down and formally created goals or intentions, but maybe you had some expectations that this year was going to be different. That you were going to do these things. You're going to start a new job or find the job that you're really passionate about or pick up that hobby you've always wanted to do, but just kind of keep pushing it off. Maybe you're planning on picking up painting or you want to do early retirement or take a trip. Any of those things. Where are you right now with that process of wanting to accomplish those things? This is the perfect time of year to do that. So in my practice, what I personally do at the very end of December of each year, I do what's called the ULA wheel. And if you know my coaching, you know I coach the ULA principles in the system because it's freaking awesome. <laughs> it works really well. The ULA wheel, basically what you do, is you go through the seven key areas of your life. You answer 10 questions for each of those areas. If you're not familiar, that's fitness, finance, family, field, which is, of course, your career, Whatever work you do, even if you're not doing a job that pays you, you still have a career if you're taking care of family, faith, friends, and fun. Those 10 questions in those seven key areas then, 10 questions each, you do the math on that, you come up with an average, you plot it out on a circle graph called the wheel. This gives you a snapshot in the moment where you are. Sometimes you're doing better in certain areas than you thought. Sometimes you're doing worse. And it gives you the opportunity to kind of reevaluate, gain perspective, and then set some intentions and goals moving forward from there. The value then at halftime, doing the wheel again at the six-month mark. So some people do it in June. Some people do it in July. Like I said, the, the middle of the year technically is right at the very beginning of July. But whenever you want to do it, doing the wheel again and being able to compare back to previous wheels allows you to see progression to see have I improved or have I stayed the same? And maybe staying the same is improvement because it didn't go backwards, right? Maybe life happened in some area that created a slide back in finances or in your faith or any of the areas. The idea is that you don't spend a lot of time dwelling on this. You just take that snapshot to kind of start plotting where you've been and where you're going. The value of this, of course, anybody who's listened to me before knows that the value in this is it allows you to take, I don't want, I guess I don't want to say control. It allows you to keep moving in the direction of what you want to accomplish. And maybe you're like, well, Rick, you know, my life is good. I like where I am right now. I don't really need all of this. Hey, that's perfect. I love you. Awesome. High five. The reality is, though, 
This kind of content and this information is important for many people who seek out this podcast and my coaching because they feel a little lost or a little like they've been treading water for years or that suddenly in the last couple of years because of the pandemic and everything else that's happened, the world's kind of gone upside down and it feels very unbalanced and they're just trying to get their feet back under themselves and feel some sort of sense of balance in their life. And this is what I'm talking about. This is what we're getting at. So bear with me here. If, if, if this doesn't apply to you, I appreciate you listening to this anyways. Maybe somebody you know could use this information, but I have a feeling some part of your life somewhere, this might be useful information. Let's get into halftime. We've kind of set the idea of what, what it was in January. We're kind of setting things up for, we're going through life. The reality is, and we all know this because we've been through it, life happens. We can have the best plan, the best intentions, all of the things in place, and something happens outside of our control. Why then do we need this halftime reevaluation? Well, sometimes when those things happen that push us out of bounds or create us a sort of a divergence from our plan, a lot of times we kind of stay diverted. We stay in this loop that is not really part of what we are trying to accomplish for the year or setting our goals. So when we can reevaluate, it either gets us back on track or sets us on a plan to get back towards the direction where we want to go, depending upon what's going on in your life. The practices that I love to do at the annual halftime is not very different than what you might experience for halftime of any sport. Now, I know baseball doesn't have halftime, hockey doesn't have halftime, tennis I don't think has halftime, but the the idea here that, that the halftime is it's a moment to take a break in the middle of the game. Uh, for me, American football is one of my favorite games to watch and, and observe and keep up with. And there's very many times where there can be a team who has just been not playing well or is just not as good as the other team for that first half, and they're down by a few points. They come back from halftime, and something has changed, and now they're really pushing, and sometimes they come back for the win. Sometimes it's really close. There's so many different things that can happen after halftime. The reason being, at halftime, there's a lot of self-evaluation. There's time to make adjustments. There's time to go, look, here's the things that didn't work. Here's the things that did work. Let's change the things up a little bit. Allows for people to get together and converse and talk about how things have been going and where to go from here. Similar to what we're talking about for ourselves. What I want you to do at your halftime is kind of similar to what American football players and coaches do. First of all, no, you don't need to go to locker room. Find a quiet place for yourself. Could be an evening, could be an afternoon. Just give yourself about an hour or so. It doesn't have to be this long, drawn-out process. Some people prefer pen and paper. Some people want to just sit and contemplate. doesn't matter. Whatever works for you is what matters. The first step is going to be to highlight the positive. Take some time to think about the first half of this year. What happened in those first 182.5 days that were positive? What were some of the things that you accomplished that you set out to do that you did? What are some of the things that you did in the face of adversity that you went ahead and took the higher road or you did something positive? What are some of the positive things? And sometimes, depending upon how challenging the year has been so far, they are just going to be simple things. You know, there's simple things can still be positive things that you're going to pay attention to. I want you to also take a moment on this under the umbrella, if you will, of thinking about positive things. What are some of the things you did that worked, that helped advance you towards the intentions and goals or expectations that you set for this year? The next portion, then, after you've done, you're done listing that out or thinking about that, I want you to acknowledge the setbacks and be honest about them. And that this is the key now. Being honest about them doesn't mean like, okay, well, I was so bad at this. I sucked. I really, I'm going to punish myself for this. I'm going to, yeah, it was so horrible. 
be honest about the setbacks. How bad were they really? I say this because often we are much harder on ourselves than reality really was. We can be really mean and (laughs) challenging for ourselves. So be honest about the setbacks. Was the setback as dramatic or horrible as you thought it was or you felt it was? Or was it a setback? Yes, but it wasn't completely derailing my whole life. Now, that said, sometimes being honest about your setbacks is, yeah, it did derail my life. It was completely horrible and and destroyed everything. Everybody's different. You have different things. But what I'm asking is you just be truly honest about the setback, what it was, how it impacted you, what were some of the things you could have either done better in response to it, what are some things that you're glad you did do in response to that. That last part's really important. We're going to end this, that second thing with... What are some of the things I did in response to this setback that I appreciated, that I think I handled well, that I felt I did well? If you can't come up with any, if, the, if there's no answer to that, then think about now in hindsight, how would I handle this better? Because that's the portion you're going to take forward with you in the next 182.5 days. That takes us to the third part of this. Make necessary adjustments. When you can look at your list of things that are positive that happened in the first half, and you can look at your things that were setbacks that you could have done or handled better, or you liked how you handled them, now make your necessary adjustments. Do you need to adjust your current goals? And if you set your goals correctly, there's a date, they're measurable, you know, they're realistic, all of those things. Are you able to make adjustments or do you need to? Maybe the adjustments aren't towards the timing or when the goal will be accomplished. Maybe the adjustments are how you're approaching that goal and the steps to get there. The other thing to consider, too, under this one of making necessary adjustments, you had 182 days go by. That's roughly six months. Life can change. Our exposure to new things in our life and the world around us can create new interests, new thoughts. Maybe a goal or intention you had set at the beginning of the year no longer even exists. Maybe you're like, yeah, I thought I was interested in that, but as I pursued it, I recognized that I wasn't. And it wasn't what I thought it was, so it doesn't even exist anymore. The same can hold true that as you're going through life, doing things, you get exposed to something. You're like, whoa, I want to pursue that or learn more about that or set a goal around that of some sort. So make your adjustments by also looking at what's new, what's come up that's changed. And if you're thinking about taking a goal or intention or expectation off your list because "Eh, I'm no longer into it, I need you to take just a moment to really evaluate and ask yourself, why did it end up on the list in the first place? Why was it on that list? Why was I so into this? Why was it so important to me? I wrote it down as something I wanted to accomplish this year or as a goal anyway. If you can honestly answer that it was an error or I didn't have all the information or I was thinking one thing, it ends up being another, totally cool, totally okay. If you're like, I want this job in my department or this other department, but then as you found out more about it, like, I do not want to work in that department. That's fine. Absolutely. Just need you to be honest with yourself. So you're not just kind of dumping goals because eh, it was too hard. It was too difficult. Because if it's something you really wanted, then you owe it to yourself to pursue it. The next step here is going to be to review what outside forces or the things that you have no control over did to influence you. Now, when we're making the analogy with sports again, whether it's, you know, football or or anything else, these type of things would be like your weather. Has the sun changed position? Has the wind come up? Is the rain started or snow, depending upon the sport? These elements that you cannot control, you need to review these outside forces. Now, we can set our intentions and our goals and our plans all we want, 
but we are a human dealing with other humans <laughs> and other people have their own expectations and their own plans and things they want to do and how they're going to behave. We can't control that, but we can control how we respond to it, of course. And we can make our adjustments accordingly to the way others behave and act. That being said, too, I mean, you know, not even talking about individuals, let's talk about the fact that a couple of years ago, we were all working and then all of a sudden, boom, the pandemic shut everything down. Now, people approach that in a wide variety of ways, but the end result, the actual reality of it in the moment was many of us, if not all of us, had no control over what was going on that we had to work with what we could with what was available. And so that also would be something you would look at, okay, how did these outside things influence my life? What was my response? How did I work with it or did it work against me? How did it impact me moving through my goals, my intentions, my expectations? And then again, you can also look at how did it just influence my overall attitude, my mental health, my physical health. And again, not just talking about the pandemic here, any other things that might've come up. Life changes. That is the one certain constant thing in our existence is that life changes. Everything changes, whether it's through just time or other things, other events. Life is always in this ebb and flow. How did you respond? How can you respond better? When you have kind of brought all of these points together and had a chance to really go through everything and evaluate all of this, what I want you to do now is if you have new goals to add to the year because you've got new interests and other goals have come off or you've accomplished certain goals, any version of why there would be a shift or change in your list of goals or expectations or intentions, I want you to now reevaluate all of them, all of your goals that currently exist that you're hoping to accomplish, things you want to get accomplished for this year. Is it specific? Is it clear and measurable? Can you get as detailed as possible about what it is you're doing and why? Then just as important, is it measurable? Is there a date that it's got to get accomplished? And if so, then can you work backwards from that date to see where you need to be at the end of this week and next week and the week after that or the end of the month to make sure you are moving forward towards it? Are there amounts or other numbers, whether it's you're looking to have a certain amount of savings or debt paid off or weight loss or weight gain, depending upon where you are in your life? And then think about the accountability aspect. When it is specific and measurable, which we've already talked about, then you can keep yourself accountable. There's a lot of ways to do this, but be honest with yourself. Is it as simple as an, an app? Can you set an alarm or a reminder on your calendar to have you do the next step to get towards your goal? Or do you have to involve a partner, a friend, a family member, a coworker? Or do you're like, you know, I have spent years trying to do this and I just can't get over the sump. I need to hire a coach to keep me accountable. Maybe that's the case. Is the goal that you have been trying to accomplish and or that you have recently added, is it realistic? Do you have the necessary resources to make this goal happen? If you have a goal to go live on Mars for a couple months, is that realistic? I mean, I'm all support. I'm, I will support you on whatever goals you have and help you really tool down how to get there. But I also am going to ask you if it's realistic. Another great example is like, hey, I want to lose 30 pounds in two months. Is that realistic? Is that healthy and appropriate plan of action? Or is it more realistic to think 30 pounds in 10 months or six months? And again, we're, we'd have to talk about nutrition and other health things to make sure it's realistic. I want to save $10,000 by the end of this year. Is that realistic to do that in less than six months with your budget and how much money you make? If it is, great. If not, let's reevaluate and make sure we're not setting ourselves up for failure 
and then frustration, and then we'll stop working towards our goal altogether. The last part of when you're reevaluating your goals, time-based. Set an actual date. We kind of talked about this under measurable. Set an actual date to complete the goal. Remember to be realistic when doing this. And of course, do your research on what is needed to make sure that you can hit the goal on that date. Now, here's the other important part. People I work with quite a bit are very hesitant to put a date on a goal. Well, what? I don't, but if I can't reach it, then what happens? Well, then you reevaluate how far you've gotten and then how much more time you're going to need and you move the date. You don't change the goal. You move the date and that's okay because what we talked about earlier, life happens. Life is going to happen. There will be things out of your control that come in and influence your life, change your day. There are possibilities you will hit your goals early as well. It's possible that you underestimated your ability to move through your action steps towards your goal and you hit it a couple weeks early or a month early or other influences happen where it impacts your ability to move forward and you've, you've suddenly fast forwarded. And that's okay too. You can be early on your goals and you can be late on your goals. What's important is when you set up this structure, you are allowing yourself to have a plan that can move you forward. Don't be scared to be specific Don't be scared to have it measurable. Don't be scared to make sure you're accounted for or an accountability coach or accountability friend. Don't be afraid to be very analytical. Make sure it's realistic and don't be afraid to make it time-based. These are all things that are here to set you up for success. And if you've been paying attention, well, the first letter of all of these, specific, measurable, accountable, realistic, time-based, yes, it's the classic SMART goal. Something you can look up very easily if you don't want to re-listen and write all those down, but you're welcome to re-listen to this episode and write it all down as well. The point of all of this, this mid-year review, this halfway point, this half-time, it's for you. It's for your success. And, and maybe your response is, look, I'm halfway through this year and I'm tired. I'm tired of trying all these things and it not working. Guess what, my friend? You can be tired and it's okay to take a break. It's okay to reevaluate your goals and move some of the dates further out or spread out your action steps a little more if you need to. The point is not to kill yourself trying to get these things done. The point is to live the life you want. So maybe your eyes were bigger than your stomach, as my mom used to say when it came to me and lasagna. I would always take thirds and fourths and all of a sudden have a stomachache. Personal story, side note, sorry about that. Maybe at the beginning of the year when you set your goals, expectations, and intentions, you had too much on your plate, more so than you could handle. And now you're at the halftime marker and you're just done. That's okay. That's why we take this halftime to reevaluate. Maybe it's time to go, look, I had six things planned for this year. I'm only going to get to two. That's okay. Give yourself permission. Give yourself some grace. Support yourself like you would support your best friend saying, look, you had all these great expectations for the year, but things came up, it changed, or it was more than you thought. And that's okay. Take a step back, get some perspective, get realistic. What can be pushed back further down the timeline versus what needs to be accomplished sooner? How can you reevaluate this? This is work I do all the time with myself and my clients. I'm very familiar with the fact that there's a lot of times we set expectations 
set that time-based goal and we have to make adjustments. And this is the perfect time of year to do that. And then as you roll into the last half, you're going to be re-energized. Again, go back to the top of that list. Look at the positives. Look at how you handled the setbacks. Move through that and use that analysis to your advantage to really get through this second half at your best. When it comes to moving into halftime, one of the most important things is being self-aware and having perspective as to what got us to where we are right now and how we can get to where we want to go. For many of us, we end up with all these intentions and these thoughts on what we're going to do at the beginning of the year, but as the year progresses, life starts happening to us instead of us having a life. And it's not your fault. It's okay if that happens. It's normal. It happens a lot. But what's really important is that you can just pause right now and reevaluate. Are you living the life you want or is life just happening to you? And that's the value in this practice is really kind of having that moment to take a breather and reevaluate. I hope this information served you well. This episode, I wasn't even planning on doing. Honestly, I had another one written. <laughs> I'll have to do in a couple of weeks. But coming up after this episode, got a, another episode next week, next Tuesday coming up. It's a great interview. I don't want to give any spoilers away, but it's a really interesting story that either you will find personally that you can associate with, or you're going to know somebody who has dealt with this. I promise you that. But uh, I will leave it at that just because I don't want to give too much away. So I hope you tune in next Tuesday with a new episode coming up. If you haven't already, please subscribe. And of course, if you want to get a hold of me, well, you can always go to my website, coachrickschwartz.com. You can find me on social media, Coach Rick Schwartz. Just search for that. You'll find it. And then, of course, if you would prefer, well, all the links are down below in the show notes of this episode. And until I talk to you again, well, have a good one, everybody. Everybody.